So I've been having uh, weird dreams lately. Like and, and like I'm remembering my weird dreams. Normally I, I normally I'm not a I'm not a remember my dream kind of person. But they're very lucid and they're very weird. Um, for example, uh, was it Saturday night? Um, I was drunk. I was bartending here, and there was a few, few people in. Uh, and then all of a sudden, fucking David Hasselhoff walks into the bar. Okay. And, like, wanted me to feed him cheeseburgers. It was the weirdest fucking thing I've ever experienced. And and I will I will point this out. I'm not. I've been not doing like any more drugs than I normally do. I'm just doing the same amount of drugs as I normally do. I just trying to quit back. Try to quit drinking as much as I normally do. So maybe my physiology is changing. My like, brain chemistry is fucked up. But you guys, what, what's like the weirdest dream that you guys uh, remember? Uh, I had a reoccurring dream when I was when I was younger that. Uh, our favorite babysitter was taking care of my sister Heidi and me and uh, invading our kitchen was Spider-Man as an evil villain, like bad Spider-Man. As, as in Venom? Uh, no, no. Just no, like no. bad Spider-Man? Just, just as bad Spider-Man. I was not that advanced in my Marvel understanding of the universe. Bad Spider-Man? To, to know about the evil Spider-Man, but yeah. Okay. Bill, do you yeah. have any? I had one just the other night. Okay. And, uh, so I've, I've had this sciatic nerve problem the last the last couple of weeks, and uh, I went on prednisone, uh, you know, a week and a half ago, and I woke up uh, last Tuesday morning, and I had dreamt that that, uh, that the prednisone had kicked in, but that Major League Baseball was going to come and test me <laughs> for steroids, <laughs> and uh, and my but my batting average was way down, but I'd been hitting a lot of home runs. <laughs> uh, when was the last time you went to a baseball game? Last summer. Okay, all right. tonight we do have one uh bill mcguire uh the bill mcguire the, the 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 truly fun better bill mcguire uh on the podcast with us tonight uh unlike that shady ass bill mcguire who showed up on the 551 podcast for the patreons last week so uh welcome bill thank you yeah Thanks. we're gonna we're, we're testing out some uh, some new recording set up so uh we hopefully ideally in the future uh our we won't sound like shit all the time uh, thanks to Bill. So yeah, brought toys. Yeah, there's there's lots of shit on the table, and I'm gonna worry about spill my beer all over all of it. Probably only over the things that I own, uh, which would be like most appropriate things. So some and, people bring beer to bars. So, this is for me to try. I bring here. Uh, yeah, MJ, how are you doing? Hey, I've been great. Broomball season's going strong. Indoor and outdoor broomball. All my teams are doing well. It's good. Uh, you gonna go to nationals or anything this year? We'll be going to state, uh, internationals, and nationals. Mm. You know, MJ once cut me from his broomball team. He cut you? Cut me. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty unceremoniously too. Yeah. Didn't really, didn't really say anything. And just. Well, yeah. What was your reason? Oh, there were several reasons. Yeah. Come we, on, we, just one. We could find a better goalkeeper. That's pretty much. Yeah. That's pretty much. That's pretty fair. Pretty fair. Uh, so Minnesota made some acquisitions. Um, literally, I think the day after. We uh, recorded this podcast last week. Um, Minnesota made a trade and acquired Jacory Hayes, uh, a midfielder, 24-year-old 24 24 year midfielder, 
from FC Dallas um, in exchange for a third round pick in the Super Draft next year. Um, continuing the very, very awesome tradition of Minnesota never picking in the third round of the MLS Super Draft. So, so that's fun. Never have. Never, never have. Traded them away for, for other draft picks or yeah. players or Tam and Gam. And God willing, we get rid of the Super Draft and we never have to pick up third round player. Ever. Why change now? Yeah, exactly. Um, so Jacory Hayes was a, he's a first round pick uh, in the 2017 Super Draft uh, for FC Dallas. He's appeared 39 times uh, most recently. Uh, and he played uh, 31 minutes in their uh, um, MLS Cup uh, playoff match um, as a subs a substitute. Um, he scored a few goals uh, or a goal. I think um, he's mostly a defensive midfielder. Um, He'll add depth. He'll add depth. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, and, he's and a depth player. He's a depth player. He'll, he will hopefully, theoretically, uh, spell Ozzy Alonso a little bit, um, keep his keep his legs and knees healthy for yeah. the rest of like, the entire season. So. Yeah, their fans seem to really love him. Yeah. Yeah, he was very much missed by uh, FC Dallas. Uh, the other one big piece of news, um, uh, in addition to the Jaguar A's, was Minnesota United using their one-time buyout on Angelo Rodriguez. Um, it, was, it was already... Uh, Noted that he was, you know, going on going to Deportivo Cali. Um, the question on a loan, was, correct? yeah, well, the question was whether it was going to be on loan or was it as a, a free agent. Um, Minnesota United decided. I think they get like one buyout a, a, a year to buy someone's contract out, and they decided to buy Angel Rodriguez's contract out, which is about seven hundred thousand dollars, which comes off the books for their twenty twenty season. It d- doesn't count for the salary cap. Doesn't count against the salary cap. So like, if they let someone on loan. Loans are always weird. You never know how much money one team's picking up and yeah. then what's on the books for. And MLS's rules are fucking weird and, and, and messed up anyway, so you don't necessarily know what is on the books. Um, but we do know for sure that because they bought his contract out, his $700,000 is now on the books, which actually opens up a lot of space for a TAM-level signing. Uh, someone and a, you know, a couple players that we're going to talk about here very, very shortly um, that we might be able to bring in a TAM-level player as well as a DP um, and this takes seven hundred thousand dollars off the books for Minnesota United. Minnesota United is never going to be the biggest vendor in MLS, but they definitely have the the, the financial clout uh, with their ownership to spend some money if they really want to. So this is actually, I think, I <coughs> excuse me, this is a good sign as saying like, listen, that was an investment. We lost on that investment. Um, we recognize that we fucked up, and we're just going to get it off our books, and we're going to keep moving forward. So. And do you guys have any thoughts on, on using that buyout on Angelo Rodriguez? Just, just to take another take on this, I really do like the people have been saying, you know, players are people too. You know, Angelo was brought in here by, was it Manny Lagos? You know, someone scouted him. Someone thought he would be a good fit, you know, for the style of play that he brings to the game, what his – projection in MLS production whether that was going to be goals or assists that didn't happen you know it's not all on Angelo's fault Mister. no no and I everything I heard about him was he was an awesome guy but it was, it was, it it was funny because I wasn't the, a fit yeah one of the last uh, matches where he you know played um, I was at it was, at it was a bike event I was at the the United statue like where, and that's right with the players park for, for the yeah. matches I was just hanging out like waiting for like bunch of these bikes bicycles to show up and i was going to like talk about dark clouds and what we do for the community and all that and then like what the team is doing in terms of transportation policy stuff anyways they i I was they were running late and all of a sudden i see angelo Rodriguez like pull up in his fucking uh his suv i'm like oh hey angelo good luck tonight and that was actually the game that that uh jeff ruder said he was not in the he was not in the locker room at all i was like i saw him i walked his ass into the lock into the stadium so he must have like gotten the word from adrian that he wasn't he wasn't even getting in the 18 he just Turned the fuck right out and bolted. So I always have a respect for Angelo Rodriguez. Yeah. If you get on Adrian's bad side, you're good by me. So. That's our team. Yeah, that is our team. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Luis Amaria next. Luis Amaria, still no word on Luis Amaria. Um, he's, uh, you know, been rumored to be uh, a, a TAM uh, player, a TAM attacker for us for quite and some time now, over, over three weeks. Yeah. And should we acquire Luis Amaria, he would be that starting number nine. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, all the uh, MNUFC bobos who think this is a done deal, um, they keep saying that. They keep saying that on uh, online and all that. Um, 
I you know until it's until ink to paper, considering all the crazy fucking weird, like weird rules that MLS has when it comes to uh, transfers. Considering all the visa shit that people have to go through, considering, considering the state of ice right now, considering the state of ice and 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 the, and the fucking uh, you know orange Cheeto that we have in the fucking uh, White House right now, like I just don't expect these things to be really fucking easy. And so, um, I, I'll believe it when I see it, and I'm I will be very excited when it happens. I'm just I'm not gonna I'm not jumping on the uh, yeah he says a god bandwagon for making this thing uh, happen. So, um, so we'll see. Uh, yeah. Um, any words on Luisa Maria? No, other than that, uh, no, sorry. Great contribution to the podcast, I'm sure. Good input. Yeah. As uh, usual. The other, so the other big news that happened um, basically almost immediately after we uh, finished recording the podcast last week um, was that uh, Mr. A was linked to Boca Juniors uh, uh, for, or midfielder uh, Emmanuel Reynoso. Um, he basically the team did not deny the the reports of this. Uh, in fact, like emphatically did not like went out of the way to not deny the reports. Uh, Mark Watson, uh, who got a uh, a bump up in his uh, role in the uh, front office, has been down in uh, Argentina um, and has actually extended his stay multiple times per one Mister Mark Fangmeyer, um, our our resident uh, you know transfer transferologist uh, in Minnesota. So he's extended he's the watchmaster. Yeah, he's extended he's the watchmaster. He's extended his stay a couple times. Um, uh, Reynoso went for 1.37 million transfer fee from his, his his original club to Boca back in January of 2018. So that kind of gives you a baseline for probably what what Boca is going to be wanting, um, bare minimum yeah. for a transfer. And they're sure they're going to probably want to. How old is he? He is. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I think he's 24, right? Yeah, he's, he's 24. Okay. Yeah, so he's uh, basically the same age as um, uh, Chikori Hayes. And I think Luis Maria is right around that same age. So it's basically, it's like it's a great, it's a it's a signing that would be a stopgap. Um, not a stopgap. It would be it would be aggressive for Minnesota and for most of M- most MLS teams. Um, but Minnesota is probably not his final stop. Like obviously, he's using this as a way to springboard to sure. Europe or like to Germany or someplace else. So. Um, He's played 3,107 minutes. Uh, he's had 56 appearances, four goals, and eight assists in all competitions since joining Boca in January of 2018. So um, he's left-footed, so he, and he's played mostly on the left wing. So we'd actually have a left-footed left winger, which would be a fucking first for Minnesota wow. United in quite some time. Um, he has played through centrally as well, so he could Sweet. he could be like a, a, a Molino backup, um, you know, or, or and or hopefully, God willing, forces Lude into more of a central role or the right-hand side where he is actually more comfortable. Um, where, and then Ethan Finley is more of the, the backup right-winger. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, we have a candidate for a right-wing out of him then by our team's logic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Molino or Finley right now are the, are the two that would be that, – that you would come to mind, especially if, if Robin Lude moves centrally. Um, theoretically, Robin Lude could move to the right. Yeah. Um, and you can play Molino centrally, and then and then so Robin Lude is your right winger uh, with Molino, and then uh, Reynoso um, and uh, on the left. Not that we need him over there, but Reynoso did play one game at right wing last year. Yeah, you know, you know this fucking team. This team would sign him as a left-footed left winger, and then would fucking play him on the right and play yeah. Robin Lude uh, on the left, left, just to fucking spite us, just to fucking spite us. I know this team would do that. Um, all right. Any, any, any other uh, any other words on any uh, rumors that have been uh, uh, hanging out for Minnesota United? Anyone wants that? Okay, great. Yeah, nothing for me. All right. So the team uh, either has flown or, or or is flying, depending on what time you're listening to this, to Florida currently uh, uh, for more training, some closed door scrimmages. Um, you have a preseason schedule, MJ. So why don't you let us know what uh, what we're looking for? So Saturday, February first, they play Florida International University. These are all closed door scrimmages, by the way. Yeah. So unless uh, Super Rookie Tim can somehow, you know, weasel his way in on on his track bike into these stadiums, yeah, and and, and get Where some it? sort of Facebook Live or whatever. Live Twitter is is yeah. FIU in Orlando or or are they just all training in Orlando? I did no research okay. on FIU. I know I, I think FIU okay, all my research to Miami FC. Yeah. So I think FIU is in is might be in in Orlando. So um all right, who else are they playing? Wednesday, February 5th, they play Charleston Battery. They're a USL club. They're a good USL club. 
Okay. And and uh, lastly, oh, I thought he was in Miami. That's what I thought. And and last and lastly, they they play on Saturday, February eighth, Miami FC. Now, for those unfamiliar with the very uh, what would we say torrid relationship of Miami or South Florida in the pro soccer world, this is not to be confused with the Miami Fusion, former MLS club. It's not to be confused with Inter Miami, the new David Beckham Miami. Uh, squad. This is Miami FC. Also, not the Miami FC that became the Fort Lauderdale Strikers in the NASL. This is a different Miami FC. And recently, this Miami FC was bolstered um, from playing in the NASL and then having to have a Miami FC two team play in the NPSL and then spending last year in NISA. Yeah. The independent. Soccer league. Right. So you may remember Miami FC uh, and, and their owner, Ricardo Silva, <laughs> who basically pitched uh, the U.S. soccer saying, I will give you guys like a billion dollars if you uh, institute pro rel uh, within like 10 years, something like that. I can't remember what the, what the timeline was. But basically he's like, he's like I will buy your, your uh, television soccer rights for like it was something like a billion dollars. Um, that U.S. soccer and Sunil Gunlati like just laughed his ass off. Ricardo Silva is a uh, a news magnet. Yeah, I think you he, he was he, you know, charismatic. He's, he's yeah. Rupert Murdoch, but like not like he's not as terrible as Rupert Murdoch, but like he's definitely like in that sort of Rupert Murdoch. Um, do you watch Succession? The Brian Cox character yes, from Succession. He's very much in that sort of mold. Like um, I think media mogul. Yeah, media mogul. Uh, Kind of like like uh, a red ass kind of kind of dude, but you're right, very charismatic, and um, he's been in like lots almost, of backroom under the table sort of you deals. Know, in in with for the strikers folding and um, before Inter Miami coming, he's basically been keeping like uh, fucking uh, Miami soccer like alive in the last you know three years. So and just to add, I don't want to say insult, but just to add complications. Um, after playing in NISA last year, Miami FC now gets to play in the USL Championship division. Yeah. Because. Yeah, that's right. Ottawa this FC got dissolved. They had financial issues. Um, this is a homework assignment for the listeners. If you d- haven't read a lot of articles on this, go check it out. But Ottawa FC is no longer. And well, there, there was that, and, th- and they were also like. They were they were try they were they tried to get waivers to play in the USL Championship, but there's a Canadian soccer, the Canadian Premier League, which is starting up next year, and the Canadian uh, Federation. Well, it's, it's already going. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, but but they they got they got uh, waivers last year to play in the USL, but the United States Soccer League. Right, right. Um, and this year, the Canadian Premier League decided they weren't going to give them the waivers for the USL USL this year. So that's part of the reason why everything they, they, they want Ottawa in the Canadian yes, Premier League. Yes, hundred percent. And and then the US Soccer Federation could not give them a waiver yes. essentially. Yeah. Because they need yeah they need it from Canada. Anyways. But you can do more research on your own. What's really interesting now that they have all this Ottawa money, they have some people on their roster that you may be familiar with. One Harrison Heath, for oh. example. Oh boy! Yeah, one, one Lawrence Olam, Leap and Larry, and goalkeeper Brian Silvestri from Forward Madison. Yeah, yeah. So there's some Minnesota connections, Minnesota United FC connections on this Miami. I really wish this game was somehow streamed. But yeah, if anybody's going to this game, and I can, I have a, I have a picture uh, of Harrison Heath getting a red card against Colorado yeah. at home at TCF Bank Stadium, the last uh, last home game at TCF Bank Stadium. <laughs> that I would love to get Harrison Heath to autograph. Um, so if you're going to any of these matches, let me know. I'll ship that down to you. You just got to get it autographed and ship it back to me. I'll pay for shipping. I think it'd be a uh, cold day in hell before. You oh yeah, that. Jesus, that would be fucking awesome. All right, so that's uh, that's a little bit uh, the preseason schedule. The uh, we have more preseason games coming up um, in uh, mid February. That's the uh, Portland Timbers tournament. So we'll talk about that at a later time. But yeah, yeah in the next uh, week or so, we're gonna start. We're basically in the next week. We're gonna start playing games, which is kind of fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, this is the longest off season of all the off seasons is MLS off season, especially when you get knocked out of the playoffs in the first round. So yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what happened last year? Yeah, that's what happened last year. Shit. Uh, some other United news. Um, Chase Gasper, uh, was, he was in uh, Camp Cupcake. 
uh, with the U.S. national team. Uh, he made the traveling roster yeah. uh, for their match against Costa Rica, which is on Saturday at 2.45. Yep. Uh, I think kickoff's 2.55, but uh, um, I'll be here probably. Uh, I'm sure uh, the McGuire's will be here. I know, yeah. I know Bruce will. I'm I'll sure Bill here. will. Um, so, yeah, come hang out with us uh, Costa Rica. Um, with no Francisco Calvo, he did not uh, he did not train or he's not uh, partaking in this match. He wants to probably stay up to you know up to snuff with his uh, Chicago Chicago fire. teammates. They got a new you know f- fantastic new logo. He's catching up with Bobby Shuttleworth. Yeah, exactly. Bobby, him and Bobby got to get back on the same page of you know yelling at each other all the time, <laughs> letting in goals. Uh, so yeah, so uh, come on out uh, to the Black Card of St. Paul on Saturday, uh, 2:45. We'll watch that match. And then the other sort of biggish uh, Minnesota United news is uh, Michael. Ba- and this is out announced today, actually, uh, Monday. Michael Boxo gets his green card. I know he's working on this oh for a really? long time, um, but that frees up an international spot, which is great. And I, the rumor is uh, Rajit Singh, our backup goalkeeper, is also working on his green card. He's that's what yes, I've heard that as well. Nice. But I've also heard rumors that um, that the new CBA that the owners and players are meeting you know, pretty consistently on is um, they're considering making Canadian players uh, not international for the purposes of uh, international spots. So like American players, if you are like, so like Michael Bradley and Josie Elsador are Americans, right. they don't count as uh, internationals for, for Toronto's roster, but Canadian players w- in 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 the United States count as international. So, like, Dancing is, is a great example. No, I think they should penalize Canadian players. <laughs> well, <laughs> fuck you for being from Canada. Should, you should lose. Yeah, you should you get, lose some like you have like or something. Great health care <laughs> and uh, great health care and like team. legalized weed everywhere. Every fuck Canada, you. every Canadian player counts as two international slots. Yeah, exactly. If, if Bill McGuire ruled MLS, that would be the way it goes. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's take a break, and then we'll come back. We'll do some other MLS news, um, talk a little bit about the U.S. men's national team, and uh, do some uh, World Sox. So other MLS news, uh, big, I mean, the biggest one, and probably the only thing we actually are going to talk about in this is uh, – uh, Javier Chicharito Hernandez is officially an LA Galaxy uh, player. Um, signed a designated player contract uh, with uh, the Galaxy, um, and I know. And I'm letting MJ talk. He there was a if you haven't seen it yet, there was a Alexi Lawless uh, five minute podcast uh, where he asked Chicharito a bunch of questions. Um, I just want to say like this is a you know you know there's a whole there's a whole big been whole big thing about how. Um, Chicharito said the, the R word, the, the dreaded R word when it came to MLS yeah. retirement league. Um, he did not I, say retirement he, league. He walked it back. He walked it back uh, as best he could, and I think he did a, a pretty good job of doing that. Um, or th- he didn't say retirement league. He said this is he, I'm, he's on his way to retirement from soccer, yeah. and he, which which every, you know of course everybody picks up and it implies yeah. is that this is retirement league. So let me let me. Um, he did walk it back. He did. He you know he definitely. Uh, um, I mean the, the thing the you know the, the fucking fact of the matter is is like the uh, Liga MX and uh, Mexican soccer is the most watched soccer in this country. It's not yeah. MLS. It's not the fucking EPL. Uh, Liga MX and, and, and the Mexican national team are the are the two like, <coughs> best watched soccer programs uh, and and country you know in this in this actual country. So getting a guy like Chicharito um, who is clearly he's on his down his down slope. He's not on he's not on his up. No. Um, he's definitely, uh, but he's a name. He's a he's a name uh, that not only do uh, you know Mexican national team fans know, but like every single American fan knows yeah. Chicharito and knows what he's been able to do. Um, has he been scoring as much as he used to? No. Um, does that matter in the end? I don't think it does because I think he will do uh, Zlatan esque numbers of, of goals and stuff. Will he score thirty in a season? Probably not, but he's probably good for fifteen to twenty five goals for yeah. all competitions. Yeah. Wouldn't you say Manchester United was the peak peak of his career when he? I think that's uh, probably the apex of his uh, career. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and and he didn't get a lot of playing time there, no. but he was very effective when they the way they used him in, at Manchester United. Yeah. And then he went to West Ham, and, that, and then his most recent stint in Europe was a, a Sevilla, which is a, a you know a fourth fifth place Spanish yeah. club. And now he's at LA Galaxy, and we talked about it last pod, just how many more season tickets they sold. Oh. This season compared to last season, Bill. It's a great move. I mean, yeah. uh, it, it, as soon as I saw it, it's just like, yeah, that's 
that's to put people in the seats. Yeah. And they lost a lot of people to LAFC. There's that um, ongoing, yeah, that ongoing battle for LA's soul between LAFC yeah. and the Galaxy, and LAFC are the the sexy uh, new toy in yeah. the uh, in the chest, and uh, Galaxy is just the the old standby. You know, if yeah. you're to use a Toy Story analogy, it's the LAFC is the Buzz Lightyear, and and LA Galaxy is the well. Woody, and uh, more ways than one. Um, yeah. So yeah, and if you're if you're a Mexican soccer fan living in LA. And you see LAFC with Vela, yeah. with Do- with Jonathan Dos Santos. Uh, Dos Santos uh, is in Gal- uh, Galaxy. Yeah, he is. Oh, my bad. Yeah, sorry. But with with Carlos Vela, I mean, they, it's it's easy to be drawn to that to that product and just with their success. Yeah. So I, I and mean, done the, well. I think the, I mean the biggest thing I think that people have they've talked about it in the, from the LA perspective and like, oh yeah, it'd be great. LA gets a. Get some more people. In there. I don't think LA needs is worrying about too much like people getting people in the stands for their matches. It's in terms of the MLS uh, product, though. You go to places like Chicago um, and uh, Philly and a place where they're maybe not selling out every game, and you bring Chicharito to town. Yeah. Um, that's gonna put that's gonna put asses oh. in the seats. Yeah. So it's not necessarily even about what what the Galaxy can get from it in terms of you know their investment. Yes, obviously I think they're gonna make a ton of money for his likeness and and doing all the stuff that they can do um, you know connected to the, yeah. the Mexican national team. But it, for MLS, it's it's about what the other teams can do in terms of marketing around uh, Chicharito coming to town. I mean, you yeah. saw what what Minnesota did when Zlatan came to town, right? Like yeah. they literally. Two years ago, when we our last year at TCF, we actually had a fucking marketing campaign around fucking Zlatan coming to town. Yeah. That was I thought it was bullshit. Was I'm like, yeah. I mean, it was great, but it was also like, yeah, we're like, we have this great player coming that you may never get a chance to see ever again right. live. Uh, you're gonna market around that, and I think if teams are smart, um, especially the teams that are maybe struggling to get people like get butts and seats, getting someone like Chicharito uh, coming to your town, then you can market around that, or you can like just. Promote that, uh, promote the hell out of it. You know, say market around Chicharito, um, but you get people in the, in the seats. You can and people can see the product, and ideally, it's a, it's a decent product, and they want to come back and watch other matches. That is the whole. That's the Zlatan, Beckham, yeah. Chicharito, if, Gerard, I mean, if Lampard. Dallas, if Dallas and Houston can't capitalize on this, well, yes, you know there's something 100%. wrong there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I want to p- piggyback on that. Colorado, yeah, Colorado uh, too. Another Southwest team with, with a large Mexican immigrant population. Um, they should all be getting their Chicharito marketing campaigns going. But at the same time, these teams, you know, you know, they're not doing it every week, and they should be. Marketing, the hyping up the game? Yeah, I mean, you, you watch them on TV, and there's just empty seats. Yeah, well, and, and uh, Dallas and is putting a great product out there, and they're having problems I filling agree, this. I agree, I love it's, Dallas. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, so that is the biggest... Um, the yeah. biggest MLS news of the of the week. There's obviously been a few other um, a few other signings. Uh, we're not going to go over those because you don't you don't give two shits about any of those stuff. Yeah. Let's talk very briefly about the U.S. Men's National Team. Um, they're playing their first. Uh, it's not a competitive match, obviously, uh, as it is Camp Cupcake. Um, yeah. But they are playing a Costa Rican team, uh, a Costa Rican team that is not at full strength uh, on Saturday, February first. We mentioned that as well. Um, the, come to uh, the Blackheart. Come to the Blackheart. Um, they do have a few. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's an interesting young team. Um, there's not a ton of caps uh, in the lineup. Obviously, none of the or almost none of the uh, uh, European based players are here, uh, with the exception of a few U twenty U twenty three players who are who got you know uh, away from their clubs that maybe have a, a shot at the uh, Olympic team Olympic roster. Yeah. Um, what uh, what do you guys expect from uh, from this? Uh, and what would be a fair result for this uh, U.S. Men's National Team match? I think it's in uh, Santa Clara is where the uh, match is taking place on Sunday. I'm not expecting a win. I just yeah. I just expect to see them play these young guys. I don't yeah. I don't want to see, you know, any of the veterans in there. Yeah, you know that the, are on the list. The, mo- the 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 guy with the most caps on the list is actually Paul Ariola, um, yeah. which is great. He's only has he has 32 caps, five goals for the U.S. Men's National Team. Uh, other than that, you have uh, you have Sebastian Legette. Uh, who you know coming off a, a pretty yeah, horrific yeah. injury is, would be great. Um, you have uh, Aaron Long, uh, the Red Bulls uh, defender, who's got 16 caps. Come on, Jesse's um, on there. Walker Zimmerman uh, with 11 caps. Um, 
I'm really yeah, excited oh, about. Jo- oh yeah, Jossie's artist. Sorry, Jossie's artist. Fifty-five caps. Um, if that man, if he, if he plays, then I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, just it's not. Can we just burn it all down at that point? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I mean, we've seen him play. Is are we getting a look at these players, or are we trying to win? If yeah, we're trying to win. We'll, you know. Yeah, um, I, I agree with Bill. This sh- this should be about playing the young guys, seeing what we have, yeah. um, preparing for the Olympics. I mean, we have two teams basically. Yeah. We need to have. Yeah, there's there's I if, I believe my math is correct. There are uh, ten people on this roster with zero caps. Yeah, um, they all, all ten of those should play. They should all get a cap. Yeah, um, that includes Chase Gasper of Minnesota United, uh, who you know made that uh, Camp Cupcake roster, um, and then made the the, the twenty two man traveling roster. So um, I would love 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 to see uh, all those players get a cap, whether even if it's not yeah. starting, um, but getting ha- getting a forty five minute run out um, to see what they can do. Um, it's mostly again, it's mostly uh, uh, U.S. Uh, um, MLS based teams. Um, there are a couple of uh, European players, but again, those are the U twenty, U twenty three kids. Sam Vines, who plays for Colorado, yep, um, started most of the yeah. games last year. Yeah, just I mean Justin Glad from RSL is a, a, a defender that they got on the roster. Um, I mean, this is not a you're not going to see you, you know. If they're smart, this is yeah. this is potentially a roster that you know yeah. if they if they if Berhalter plays it correctly, this is potentially a roster that they mostly might be able to see in Olympic qualifying. Yeah. Um, when they have a very tough uh, Olympic qualifying group, uh, the U.S. men's national team does. So there's yeah. not, there's it's not guaranteed they're going to make um, Tokyo uh, in 2020. So right. it'd be it'd be great to get a lot of these guys um, uh, as much playing time as possible. So yeah. Um, so speaking yeah. of 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 the Olympic qualifying. I mean, it took until today for there to be a, a, a television network to sign on to be the women's. Yeah. To, to be the women's, which is pathetic. That is pathetic, cons- considering that is coming up next week. It starts yes. next week. Um, to show the qualifying and, matches. And, yeah. and they're good, right? Everyone loves the women's national team. Yeah. yeah. USA. They actually get ratings. Yeah, they should easily qualify. Um, I was actually just putting their schedule into my uh, cal- my Google calendar yeah. today. I believe they start next Saturday yeah. is when is when U.S. Opens Olympic qualifying Fox starts. Fox is the is, – is, they signed a three-year deal, I believe, yeah. with Fox. The fact that it's like literally less than a week away is is pretty staggering. Yeah, shows you just how far we have to go in terms of uh, quality in this league, yeah, or in this in this in this country. So well, and it in a very busy time for U.S. sports, being Super Bowl still is yet to be played, NBA, NHL, you know these other things compete for networks. You would like. Olympic soccer qualifying to be on everybody's radar, but it's not. Yeah. And the you could go the chicken and egg problem with this. Yeah. What would help it get on people's radar for networks to I be advertising <laughs> it sooner? Yeah. I would like to think that U.S. women's soccer is a little bit on on sports people's I, radar I would, this year. I would also I would also <laughs> argue though that uh, part of it is like they didn't announce the tournament until like. A month ago, like sure. they didn't. So it's this is not necessarily always. This is not specifically on the federation and U.S. soccer. Um, this is m- mostly and and but not all, not all, not completely. Like U.S. soccer should have been like, hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna be having this tournament. Um, you you need to play it. Um, but like it's partly it's a lot of it's on Concacaf and yeah. Concacaf. Way they treat women's soccer is pretty much bullshit. Well, so and the U.S. Soccer Federation. Yeah. yeah, well, the U.S. Soccer Federation, but yeah, but they don't. They also they they can't sell something that they don't know what it's going to be. That's the, I mean that's the, that's the yeah. that's the thing I was. And, and I'm shocked and surprised that Concacaf didn't didn't get it right. Oh yeah, God, <laughs> that that stand up organization, fucking Jack Warner, still. <laughs> Motherfucker! Sure well, well, is he still well, alive? There's still envelopes under couch cushions. Oh, somewhere. oh yeah, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. Um, so yeah, Concacaf so is corrupt. What? Yeah. Um, so a couple of notes from the U.S. Women's National Team, though. Um, uh, Mallory Pugh was left off the roster for the Olympic qualifying. Doesn't mean she won't get back on the roster for the actual Olympics. Um, okay. But Mal Pugh is one of the big names left off of the qualifying. Uh, yeah, the qualifying roster. Um, uh, there's like a few. Uh, uh, NWSL, which starts their eighth season this year, which is fucking yeah. amazing. Uh, their eighth season. Um, 
few NWS, a few people follow the NWSL. I don't follow as much as I probably should. Um, there's more NWSL names on the roster than there have been in the past, which yeah. is great. Um, there are some more, more of the um, everyday players, not the, the main national team players that everybody knows and loves. Now, that doesn't mean that Mount P won't be at the Olympics in uh, 2020, but um, the, uh, the new coach was basically like, you got to show me what you're doing in the uh, in the – NWSL regular season before I commit to you on the roster. So, um, which is good. We're, it's, I mean, holding our women to a different, like, the same accountability that, you know, the men's national team uh, players are held to is, is great. Um, now, if they can just get paid the same, that would be even but fucking better. It would be yeah. much better. Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, some European and specifically English soccer. Um, I don't really want to talk about. C- can, I, can I just. Since you don't want to talk about this, can I just talk about Olympic soccer a little bit Oh, yeah, more? yeah, please. So please do. One of the reasons why the U.S. Soccer Federation, CONCACAF, and FIFA don't promote Olympic soccer a lot is they really want the premier tournaments to be the World Cup, the Men's World Cup, the Women's World Cup. And so Olympic soccer, or, or Olympic football as they call it, takes a back seat. They have different rules for the men versus the women. That's the other weird thing is yeah. – so they're, unlike the, uh, the women's last Women's World Cup was 24 – you know that you can say whether Thailand should have been in there or s- how how depth that field was, but there are only sixteen teams for the men and the women. Yeah. So that's uh, twenty four usually for the women in the World Cup, men's World Cup, uh, thirty two. Must so be forty eight real soon. So so <laughs> so half as many many squads. Yeah. Uh, so you don't get like eight European squads in, and then the women can bring their full senior rosters, mm-hmm. but the men have to take U23 squads with plus three veterans. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of messed up. but It's, it's a weird thing that is totally motivated by wanting to make the World Cup the premier soccer tournament. Of course, of course, yeah. Uh, all right, can we move on to English soccer now? Yeah, I want all you right. to talk about Liverpool. I mean, they've for they once have, they have not lost in the league yet. So, uh, FA Cup, what, what league? Uh, yeah, FA Cup? the uh, the Premier League, uh, the best the best soccer league in the world, Bill. Uh, uh, yeah. You know. uh-huh. um, so yeah, the biggest. I mean, so yeah, bearing the lead here, uh, they drew with Shrewsbury Town on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, two uh, two, giving up uh, just a really shitty penalty. It was obviously a penalty, and then. Um, fucking Dejan Lovren uh, falling on his ass as Dejan Lovren is wont to do. Um, best defender in the world, <laughs> according to him, Dejan Lovren. Um, uh, and they have a replay uh, the first week of February, which uh, cuts right into the uh, mandated or FA Cup break. So it actually came out today that uh, Jurgen Klopp is not playing any of his uh, first team roster. He's only he's feeling the U23 team in the FA Cup for the replay against Shrewsbury Town uh, at Anfield. Um, because he wants to give his first team players that mandatory two week break. He's not taking them serious. Yeah. So Jurgen Klopp has, has been as I mean not necessarily quietly, but definitely been like sort of waging a war against uh, yeah. the uh, uh, the English FA. Um, basically, when he told him to fuck off and played his uh, his U twenty team against uh, Aston Villa in the wow. uh, Carabao Cup, uh, which uh, those second legs kick off uh, tomorrow. Um, and then uh, basically also telling the FA to fuck off. Uh, he's not going to play any of his. Fir- he said none of his first team players. That includes players like uh, you know Ox and uh, Shakiri, players who are not in the regular uh, starting uh, starting eleven or even in the rotation. Adam Alana, guys like that. He's not playing any of them. He's playing his U twenty three team. He's not even going to be on the sideline. He's having the U twenty three coach uh, manage the roster uh, against uh, Shrewsbury Town in the replay. So. That's interesting. Uh, fun. The fact. English FA has yet to fine or bring any sanctions on Liverpool for this. No, and it, it, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they do bring something if he plays the U twenty three team. Um, I also don't think he cares, and I think he's more concerned about uh, uh, you know his squad and and you know, he they they keep saying one game at a time, one game at a time. Um, but I really think I think they have that Invincibles uh, in sight now. Um, nine games till they till they you know nine unbeaten and they will tie Arsenal for the mo- like longest unbeaten streak in the in the uh, you know Premier League history um, and they only have a few more games after that and they uh, they go undefeated throughout the season and potentially end with over a hundred points um, 
and he still got the Champions League too. Like, yes, I, I don't, I don't blame him. I don't begrudge him of that. Um, that's obviously I'm a, a bi- very it's biased a Liverpool lot fan. Of football. It's a very, it's a lot of football. Yeah, you're in four competitions. He's prioritizing the top two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, four, t- yeah, four uh, made me competitions. They they played the UEFA UEFA Super Cup uh, in the beginning of the season. So it's like. Oh, you want to add the FIFA, yeah, and the club, and the club world cup. They already have, yeah, they already have two trophies. They could get four trophies. Um, they get five trophies if they if they advance in the FA Cup. Like they are, you know, not. I, I sincerely doubt they will. I, I doubt that they'll get four trophies. I think they'll get three, and I think that'll be it. I don't necessarily think they're going to repeat as, um, um, or uh, yeah, um, Champions League champions again. But let's that's hope very, not. That's very. It's a very real possibility. So, yeah. You want to talk about Everton? Well, Everton didn't oh, well, play doing? this last weekend. Oh, yeah. I wonder they why. got eliminated in the FA Cup by some young squad. How? Some, I, 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 some I, university I, kids that played for another squad that we won't talk about because we've already talked about it at the last pod. I wanted to yeah. ask you, um, how but, did you watch the Everton-Newcastle match midweek? I did not watch it live. Okay. Um, did, you, I just, did you know what was happening? Like, oh, happen? yes. Okay. Oh, oh I, I was on Twitter, you know. Okay. I, I was so busy applying to jobs. So you're, you're not one of those per- people who like uh, like shuts everything off and like can't, if you can't watch it live, you don't watch it until you can watch it, or you just like you still follow along. You'll you'll know the results. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and basically, then I just watch highlights. Yeah. I, I'm I'm quite a busy person, outside of soccer stuff. Yeah. So we're in the height of the overlap of indoor and outdoor broomball right now. So that's running my life. Um. And, I, and running very or ruining. <laughs> both. Uh, but. We won't talk about how many good knees versus bad knees I have right now, but when I watched the the Twitter feed come down, I was just flabbergasted. You're you're winning by two goals. Moises Moise Keane finally gets a goal. You just see the the elation on this young guy who's been working so hard, trying to please three different managers this year. You know, and he finally gets his goal, his first Premier League goal, and he is just excited. And it was a great, it was a great goal. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin had a hold-up play, got it to Bernard. Bernard chipped it over a defender, mm-hmm. and Moise Keane puts it puts it in the back of the net. He's sliding in, being surrounded by a bunch of Everton players, both in pinafores and on the pitch. It's amazing, and then. Dominic Calvert-Lewin gets a goal, also a, a great goal from the run of play. And they're up 2-0, and this is the way it is at the 93rd minute. The 93rd minute, they're up 2-0. And then they let one horrible set-piece goal and another goal from the run of play that was only a goal because Pickford made the save, but he was behind the line. Yeah. He was behind the line. I was so that it, it ends up a 2-2 draw at home against Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, in the ninety fourth and like ninety sixth minute, uh, those goals. Um, yeah, man. Yay, goal line technology. Yeah, well, uh, you know, if your goalkeeper not just in Shrewsbury, let's stay. Yeah, not in Shrewsbury. Yeah, <laughs> Shrewsbury. Yeah, Shrewsbury. Diddlesex. Yeah, Diddlesex County. Diddlesex County. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, so, you're not. But that's okay. No, I, no, I am <laughs> because I, I was telling. I was. I, I can't remember who I was talking. Maybe I was talking to Wes at the bar here. It's not really a rivalry if like no. we just beat the shit out of you every single time and you're not oh. good. Backhand and I much I much rather I much rather it be like a good rivalry where like you don't know if the game is like who's going to win the game. It could, it goes back and forth and all that. Like you know, that's with yeah. any rivalry. Any any rivalry gets one side it just it becomes stale and like so you know, we think back about um Man U and Liverpool. Like I remember like when I first started following uh, Liverpool back in like 2004, um Man U was obviously like Winning everything all the time, um, Alex but, Ferguson. But Liverpool would go to Anfield or would go to Old Trafford and like and like like steal matches and all that. Um, even though they finished like eighth in the league, but they would like beat uh, Man U at Old Trafford or whatever. And it was just it was just a fun rivalry. Um, went back and forth. Um, we haven't had that with Everton in quite some time. And I, I'm 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 goes back to that. the Kenny Dalglish uh, yeah. days probably. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's uh, that's pretty much it for we don't have uh, Ars- we don't have Dan here, so we're not going to talk about uh, Arsenal and the the shit that is uh, Arsenal right now. So, but we have Bill here, and would Bill, Bill like to talk about any Saint Pauli? Let's yeah, talk Saint about Saint Pauli. Saint Pauli. Pauli? Well, we'll see about Saint Pauli. Yeah. So Bill is the is the uh, pretty much runs the uh, Saint Pauli 
FC St. Paul, St. Pauli supporters group here. Svite, yeah. uh, Svite uh, Bundesliga, the second, the second yeah. t- tier of, of German soccer. Uh, watch his matches here, uh, normally on replay uh, at the Blackheart. Yeah, because the uh, St. Pauli matches tend to be at about 6 a.m. Uh, <laughs> most days. Yeah, so. Come on, Wes. Don't you want to open the Blackheart for 6 a.m.? No. You can find uh, when, our, when we watch matches, uh, if you follow us on Twitter at FCSP St. Paul. Okay. FCSP St. Paul. And... Uh, we announced when we're watching matches, but yeah, St. Pauli, we they had uh, 16 injuries in the first half of the season, so uh, you don't do very well when you have 16 injuries in the first half of your no. season. No, no depth can solve that. No, no. and then uh, their one of their top uh, players uh, transferred, wanted to go play in Belgium, so uh, we'll see. All right. They're they're healthy going into the second half of the season, so right on. We'll see where we go. And uh, you guys are back watching the start of the second half of the season uh, here at the Blackheart on, on Wednesday, Wednesday, right? At four thirty, yeah. So Wednesday at four thirty. If you hear this by then, yeah. But Bundesliga is back up, and there's yeah. a lot of great Americans in Bundesliga. Really young guys: Tyler Adams, Josh Sargent, Josh Sargent. Um, Josh has been a little quieter this year, but um, Weston McKinney for Schalke, he's injured. Hundred percent. You know, there's that Canadian kid who plays uh, Alfonso Davies. <laughs> Alfonso Davies. Yeah. He's, good. he's Canadian, good. so he doesn't matter. He's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah All he's right. been doing pretty well for a team that, you know, uh, yeah, so so. Projected to win the uh, Bundesliga. Yeah. It, and unfortunately, the Bundesliga is about done again. Yeah. We'll see. I guess we ha- I've uh, I have some interesting futures bets about the Bundesliga that we can talk about in a little bit here. So Okay. Um, MJ, you want to talk about uh, a little bit of AFC uh, Olympic qualifying? Well, we've already talked a little bit about Olympic qualifiers and how there's only 16 teams in. But what that means is AFC, the Asian Football Confederation, gets in three teams, plus the host being Japan. It's held to And even though Japan gets an automatic qualifier because they're the host, they still participated in this AFC U23 uh, championship. And the weird thing about it was, is obviously Japan wasn't taking it seriously. I consider them to be at any age level to be one of the top four teams in Asian football. And they only had one draw. They got one point. They lost everything else. They didn't get out of group. Um, I would expect them to at least make the quarterfinals. So, again, they're already in. They're the host. I get it. Maybe they were just playing a bunch of other people that they were going to see, try out, and see if they could make the roster. But poor showing by Japan – uh, however, the, no really big surprise on the top four. Uh, the semifinalists were uh, Korea played Australia, and Saudi Arabia played Uzbekistan. So uh, Korea and Australia representing the eastern part of the AFC, uh, Saudi Arabia and Uzbekistan representing the western half. And Korea just had a great 2-0 uh, win over Australia, both goals from the run of play. One was kind of a lucky, went off the back post, and uh, Kim Dong-ha, the, the striker for Korea, put it, just had a sitter that he could put into the empty net. But the other one was, was a fabulous goal. So I'm actually talking more about that game because that was more exciting than the final. <laughs> okay. But, um, and then uh, Saudi Arabia beat Uz- Uzbekistan. And then in the, f- in the finals, uh, Korea beat... Saudi Arabia, 1-0 in extra time. Okay. It went for a long time being nil-nil. Korea controlled most of the game, and Saudi Arabia's goalkeeper in back line did really well, and they kept it scoreless as long as they could. There was maybe one scare by Saudi Arabia in the, from the run of play in regular time, but then uh, Korea finally got, got a, a header in by one of their defenders in extra time. Okay. And then the, that was the game that kind of no one cared about because both Korea and Saudi Arabia are in for the Olympics. The third place game was the one that decided who, who gets that third AFC spot. And Australia deservedly won 1-0 over Uzbekistan. All right. So Korea, Saudi Arabia, and Australia, in, as well as Japan, obviously, to the Olympics. All right. Cool. All right. Let's we'll take a break quick, uh, and then we'll come back. We're going to bet some soccer, and then we got some fucking answers. You won't me. That type of dude And I want to be who you like me to But we are 
back uh, with my uh, my new favorite segment on the uh, on the podcast uh, called Let's Bet Soccer. Um, so I, I I'm going to um, pull up some uh, future bets, uh, and as we get closer to the actual MLS season, we'll actually we'll pick some we'll pick some lines and stuff. Um, so the first one is FA Cup futures. So uh, if you didn't realize, uh, FA Cup is going on. Um, there was draws that were made um, in spite of the. Uh, so a future bet is like to win to win the thing. Uh, so well, actually, I'll try to do a little better of a, of a letting people know what actually these these terminology actually means so that people get on it. So sure. basically, um, uh, if it's a plus bet, uh, that means you, if you bet a hundred dollars, you're going to win whatever the plus is on that hundred dollars, right? So the uh, odds-on favorite to win the FA Cup are Manchester City at plus one fifty, um, Liverpool our second favorite at plus six hundred, even though they're not technically through uh, right now, and Leicester City. Uh, plus 800, both Chelsea and, and, the, and Tottenham are at plus 900. Um, looking at these uh, bets, uh, Shrewsbury Town, the uh, team that uh, just drew with uh, Liverpool, is at plus 50,000. So if you bet 100 bucks, you could win $50,000 on uh, Shrewsbury Town. I'll pass. Um, I'm going to pass on that one. Uh, so are there any interesting, uh, interesting uh, FA Cup uh, bets that stand out to you? Um, I'm looking at this, and I'm, I'm looking at actually um, – I'm looking actually at Manchester United at plus 1,200. Uh, you're going to place some value on, on a team to win this tournament. Um, FA Cup is, is a draw every single time. So yeah. Liverpool, if the Liverpool beats Shrewsbury Town in the next I forgot to pull up the uh, FA Cup next round. Um, if Liverpool beats Shrewsbury Town, they go to Chelsea uh, to play Chelsea in the, in the fifth round of the FA Cup. FA Cup this year, also a new thing. After the fifth round, there's no replays. So if it's a draw... At Stamford Bridge, it would be shootout. It doesn't. They do not do replays after the fifth round. And they don't even the go to extra up. time. Uh, I think they do extra time, but they they just it's extra time and then right. and then re, and then a shootout. So, um, so looking at and I can't remember. I think Manchester United drew uh, some shit ass team uh, in the uh, in the next round of the FA Cup. So, if I was a betting man, um, which yeah. I am, and I had uh, an extra hundred dollars to spend, I would I would maybe look at Manchester United yeah. um, as a as a very as a value bet. Uh, Arsenal, Arsenal, maybe plus a thousand. They uh, they just beat uh, Burnmouth uh, earlier today. Um, oh, they did. They did. Yeah, it was uh, two nothing. I think two nothing was the final. Um, unless I something was, changed. I was looking for Bournemouth on there. I was going to bet on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just. I like just Sheffield lost United at thirty three hundred. Threw my money 3, already. Yeah, you did. So, all right. So that's uh, that's one that's one thing we looked at. Um, Bundesliga futures. Uh, right. So Bayern Munich is the favorite uh, according to this. Is these all these lines are brought to you by Bovada. Uh, we surprise. don't have a gambling sponsor, so if you run a uh, a casino and want to give us like hook us up with your uh, yeah. your soccer betting lines, I will promote the shit out of you. So I'm just pulling up the Bavada. Um, Bayern Munich is the favorite at minus 200. Um, so basically, um, you know, you have to bet uh, uh, $200 to win $100 on Bayern Munich. Uh, yeah. Leipzig, uh, plus 300. Yeah. Dortmund, we, plus 600. Can uh, we just push Leipzig into the ocean? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, w- I would rather have Leipzig in, the, in in the ocean. Yeah. I mean, so Munich, Leipzig, and Borussia Dortmund are the only are the, are the favorites, obviously. And then one think it's Lods get very drastic when it comes to Munchen Gladbach yeah. is at plus four thousand, yeah. uh, Leverkusen plus ten thousand, FC Schalke yeah. at uh, plus twelve thousand five hundred. It's a Schalke. yeah. yeah I mean, that. Schalke yeah. might be interesting. Um, yeah. They just got uh, their ass kicked by Bayern Munich over the weekend. So you think? Yeah. The five to one. Five was to one. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much got their ass kicked. Yeah. All right. So any any anyone that stands out there that uh, you're interested in other than uh, I mean. I, I, I can see Dorman. Uh, Erling Holland has been, uh, you know, on fire the last few days. Yeah, I mean, uh, boy, the last two weeks in Dortmund have been amazing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't ever count on Dortmund. Yeah. They, and then, uh, they have never. I just want to shout out to my friend Conrad's team, uh, FC Union Berlin at plus three, uh, 350,000. Yeah. yeah. You got to Don't put any money on them to win the Bundesliga. No, but. But if you want to watch a fun team. That just got into the top tier this year. Yeah. Uh, FC Union. Hey, they're staying up. They, might, they might finish ahead of Hertha, yeah. which yeah. would be amazing. Yeah, that is a party. I just want to point out the uh, EPL uh, futures. It's you, minus 10000 for Liverpool to win. So you would need to bet $10,000 to win $100 on Liverpool wow. winning the league right now. 
Um, we're gonna talk. We're, we'll, we'll do some uh, relegation stuff and some top four finish stuff with uh, Bundesliga or with the EPL. But I really want to uh, to uh, highlight FIFA World Cup 2022. You can get uh, you can get odds right now on uh, right. on the winners of the FIFA World Cup uh, 2022. Right now, France is the favorite at plus 500. Surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah, Brazil at plus 700. Spain at plus 750. Germany at plus 800. Um, Belgium at plus eleven hundred. England I plus think, two thousand. I think Lewandowski's going to win it by himself. Yeah, you think so? Germany Poland. Yeah, or Poland? Yeah, oh, that's right, Poland. Yeah. Uh, what where is Poland at? Poland's at uh, plus fifteen, uh, fifteen thousand. Um, Qatar uh, also at plus fifteen thousand. Qatar and Poland yeah. have the same odds right now. Yeah. Um, the USA plus eight thousand. If you uh, wanted to spend some money, uh, Homer. we should all be selling blood so we can get Lewandowski to play here. Yeah. Didn't we just look at the Euro? 2020 odds last week yes and wasn't england in the top of that yes they were they're in the top of that this is the, but, but this is this is the world cup so this, this is, is all the, the teams yes yeah, so i know but yeah the, argentina there's some there. disparity of there the, is it's all this is also this is also uh two years away that euros is literally coming up very soon i was extrapolating but, but i think they're very overrated in the euro 2020. Okay. I'm wondering. So you think they're properly rated who, who, here? What veterans do they have that are going to be aged out in two years that are magically going to make them the top of in Euro 2020? I don't know. Nothing against England. That's good. But I like I like the Netherlands at plus two thousand. I think that is a that's a, a pretty good value bet. Um, team that's never won the World Cup. Yeah. Um, they've they've been to the finals a couple times. Um, they have a lot. They have a, a good solid spine right now. Uh, you know Van Dijk um, and uh, De Jong uh, playing for Barcelona. Um, that could be a team that uh, they figure out a goalkeeper. I think that team could be uh, a team to reckon with uh, in uh, the Emirates in uh, or the in Qatar in uh, 2022. So, anyways, that's uh, that's called let's bet some soccer. Any? Do you guys have anything else you want? Uh, Belgium add? at plus 1100. All right. I also like Denmark at plus 8000 actually as a value bet too. Denmark Christian Eriksen. Yeah, Christian Eriksen getting some time with Inter Milan. You know, actually playing some proper soccer with a proper soccer team would be great. Not that shit-ass Tottenham team they plays for. All right. Finally, we have some fucking answers. Uh, Offensive Loons asks, hey, at CDIKMN, is Surly Boot Soccer a thing this year? Are you guys doing it? Um, David, I don't know who I don't know who Offensive Loons fan is. That guy uh, just doesn't exist we'll as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Um, uh, the Surly Boot Soccer thing is a thing that's happening again this year. It's actually happening not at Surly, but at the Great Lawn at Allianz Field. Really? Um, we have not uh, secured a team. I know some people have asked me about it. Um, we will need a few ladies. <laughs> so everybody's asking me about it is a fucking dude. And so if I get one or two ladies who will say yes, they want to play, I will. I will. We will get a team. If not, uh, there's other. There's plenty of other teams. Uh, there's other supporter groups. I think you can actually sign up. Eventually, we'll be able to sign up as an individual as well. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll put some feelers out there and see if we do a team or not. Um, otherwise, I will direct you to a team. Uh, Martin has not shown up for this thing for the last two years, so wasn't he tweeting about it though? He was asking. I think so. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. The uh, next question is: uh, Big Game Grade A twenty seven asks, "Do you think we'll continue to be a counterattacking team this year? Is the style of is this is the style of stagey dependent on us landing Amaria and or Boku Junior guy?" Reynoso for the rep. Yeah, uh, that's that's. I'm just reading Boca like junior guy. Ver, ver, yeah, his handle on ver, the radio. verbatim or verbatim from what he wrote on the on the Twitter. Um, do we? Uh, do you think? Well, I don't necessarily think we are that. Inchi would uh, describe us as a counterattacking team. No, um, that's that is that seems to have been when we have looked the most dangerous is when we are sure. absorbing pressure and counterattacking. But I don't think Adrian Heath thinks that we're a counterattacking team. So. So no, I, I think is the answer to that question, and I don't think it matters um, whether we land those guys or not. Um, I think like there's a, a way that Adrian Heath wants to play, and it's it is not it's not counterattacking. Adrian Heath wants to play possession football. He said as much many times. Um, the way he coaches our front four to cut make me question that he wants to play attacking possession football because there's always these huge gaps, these huge gulfs of passing lanes that require long, very, very improbable low percentage passes. Mm -hmm. But if he has players that more can play maybe the system that he wants, 
maybe that changes. But as you and I have talked about in the past, David, we don't think the players are the, are the problem. Yep, 100%. Uh, Hop Clouds asks, uh, hypothetically, let's assume the worst, and 10 games into the season, beginning of May, Heath is let go. Who do you want to replace him? That, that's the worst? I mean, yeah, that's the best. That's the best. Yeah, but uh, assuming we have the worst, say we lose our first ten games, um, I th- I would gotta I would gotta think that Heath would be let go. But I you know I don't yeah. have, I don't have faith in this front office to do the right thing. No. Um, but assuming he is let go, okay. even let's even say at any point in the season, assuming Heath is let go, who do you want to replace him? Um, th- there's only one answer. It's Carl fucking Craig. <laughs> that's the answer. Now, like I just want I want that for all of the all of the video and all the memes that we can get out of it. Um, the cor- Carl, you can send money to our tab here yeah. at Blackheart. Uh, Patreon.com backslash the I know Carl. <laughs> um, but you know the, the that's like that's like the this is like the straw man argument that all the fucking asshole uh, Heath in uh, dudes make. Like, well, yeah. who else can you get that's better than Adrian Heath? I'd like to suck my own dick. Um, we don't know. We don't know who's available. We don't know um, who who would be available at that time, right? Um, yeah. And so, so Hop Clouds, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think uh, I could do a better job than Adrian Heath oh. in like setting a setting a lineup Come and, on. and all that. I don't. I, but would you have a bobblehead troll doll? I mean, I kind of look like a like a gnome, so probably, yeah. Um, Gio Savarese. I mean, that, yeah, right. Like, if we could pick anybody, if you could pick anybody in like that's inside the U.S. Soccer Pyramid, uh, yeah, I would take Gio Savarisi. Like, I would cut off my left testicle yeah. for Gio Savarisi. Uh, not binding, by the way, and not binding. I would not definitely cut off my testicle. Um, Got a paring knife in my bag. Yeah, but so yeah, so this is this is kind of a, this is like a straw man argument. It's like, oh, we, we can't get anybody better, so let's settle for the yeah. fucking worst. That's not that's not how this that's not how this thing works. It's not how soccer works. It's not how uh, these things work. Um, you know, yeah. Anyways, do you have any? Do you have an answer to that question? Would you, is no, there I mean there's, specifically there's, that you would like to bring in. There's, there's many options, coach wise, yeah. but when when they're available. Yeah. MJ, do you have anything? Oh, it's a big hypothetical. Yeah, of course. Big I, I said Gio Savarese. Yeah. Um. I, I was mentioned so Hop Clouds and, and, and us have been chatting. Uh, we're going to be doing a collaboration uh, related to the Patreon that I think we're going to announce maybe next week or the week after. So uh, keep that in mind as we are moving forward. So um, Steve Lilly asks, "Are we at the start of a new three-year plan?" I got to spend a lot of time with Steve Lilly and uh, Anitra, his wife, and Ephraim, their uh, adopted son, this weekend. I had a great time watching Coventry. But where'd you watch Coventry at? Why weren't you at the Black Art? We were watching at Steve's place because the we w- because we wanted a full English breakfast, which Steve can cook. Ah, and they don't serve that here. Steve, we're always in a three-year plan. We're yes. always one month. I would like a three-year plan. To be very, very annoyingly technical, I would say we're in a two plus one <laughs> second <laughs> two. second second three-year plan. Two plus one plan. Uh, there we're, you go, Steve. We're one month into a three-year plan and one month from the three-year plan collapsing. He, yeah. He's got a two-year extension with, or a two-year contract with a one-year option, right? So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Dan Menk asks, uh, why haven't we officially announced Amaria yet? Who is going to be Toys Backup? If we have four goalies and Heath has a pension from playing people on opposite sides of the field than we're used to, is Rajit Singh Miller Emmings going to be our star striker of the year? Uh, that's I love the last question. Well, that's a lot of questions. Announced him because we haven't signed. Yeah, him. we haven't announced him. Yeah, because we haven't actually signed the deal. Um, and again, as and I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that we will get this done. But like with everything, there are visas. There's a bunch of bullshit yeah. they got to go through. There's pets they got to get into the country. Yeah, who's going to be toys backup? Uh, who the fuck knows? Maybe like random fan from yeah. the the, the Wonder Wall each 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 week. You know, like yep. a random drawing. Whoever is like. Has the number the, the the lotto number gets to be the the backup for toy on the bench. Um, Let's hope it's not David Martin. Yeah, yes, God, please. If we have four goalies and Heath has a penchant for playing people on opposite sides of the field, and they used to, we only have three goalies. I don't know. I guess we have. Uh, he didn't mention St. Clair. Um, so I guess of 
Ranjit Singh, Miller, Emmings, or St. Clair. Who's going to be the star striker of the year? I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Emmings because that dude is fucking tall. Yeah, tall as shit. I think he's taller than uh, Angela was. Uh, he's six one, like two ten, something like that. Put him up there. See what yeah. he can do. I mean, there was <laughs> it was a funny there was a joke. Uh, I was listening to the Guardian podcast from last Thursday, and um, uh, they were joking about uh, Man City's uh, taking penalties, and they mentioned that Ederson is their best penalty taker. But what the hell do you do if, like, Ederson's up there taking a penalty and he misses? Then you got to, like, run back, like, the entire length of the field. I'm like, yeah, man, let's put our fucking, let's put our, like, our goalkeeper as our, our like, lone striker up top. Dude's tall, um, knows how to use his body. Let's knows how to read it. goalkeepers? Yeah, knows how to read goalkeepers. Let's fucking do it. I don't know. Anything else to add, boys? No, the old the old MLS 30-yard. Uh, oh, 30-yard uh, run? 30-yard run-up? Yeah. All right. Back. All right. Well, th- thank you for uh, bearing with us. Uh, hopefully, this is going to be a good audio uh, sound. <laughs> we uh, got some splicing to do. We got some splicing to do. Um, you can always find us at davesandno.com. You can always email us the questions. Don't email us questions. I should just get rid of that from the, the bullet points. At TDIKMN on Twitter. Uh, I am at Texas Zeller. Um, MJ is at MJ Matsui. Uh, that's two T's, S U I at the end. At D Wade on Twitter for Dan. Bill, where can we people find you? At Bill underscore McGuire. Bill underscore McGuire. And then uh, FC St. Pauli, where's that? What's that? They want uh, well, come what to do games? we say? FC SP St. <laughs> Paul. Yeah, FC SP St. Paul. Yeah. It's a mouthful. Paul. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, bang the follow buttons on that shit. And then, uh, yeah, you can uh, always join us. Uh, and re up your supply of Lunesta. Lunesta. Get that Lunesta. Cures that. Cures that. I mean, maybe does it cure, does it cure all those like, crazy fucking weird dreams I've been having? I, I Why like are we the, asking li- them for a sponsor? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like those dreams. It's a good question. We should. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we have been the days you know. This is the days I know. We to try and work it out. Because we both know we can't do nothing at Son. Long as you do yours, land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son. Son, 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 son. Nothing at all.